0: Hi, I'm Caroline, and this is The Active Yogi, the podcast that shares with you all things health and wellness related from a yoga, fitness, and well being perspective. We'll learn as a community how to find our strong foundations, both mentally and physically, along this journey of exploration together. today we're talking about a collection of poses that invite a good balance of strength to the core and the focus really is on good posture and so the title that i've given today's session is strong core equals healthy spine because i really really believe that when we have this good upright posture position we able to stabilize the central axis of our body which affects our nervous system and so many other things inside of us and our immune health as well as the physicals and um, physical strength in the body as well I think it's a really key starting point for us to be thinking about our yoga practice things that I'm going to talk about I'm going to start very much from how we tend to live our lives at the moment part of that is obviously linked to this COVID era that we're in where we're spending a lot more time inside a lot more time sitting down even if we're out and about a bit more now now, we've spent months of time where we're, we haven't been moving um, quite as freely as we might do in our life before this time. So thinking about this modern day era, I find myself guilty of this as well. We tend to be spending a lot of time like this, okay? Even if we're sitting up at our desks and we're we're working, um there's this habit of curling the back when we start to get tired. There's also this habit of even if we're sitting up straight, when we're on our phones, we're doing this, which is effectively tilting the head at a really unnatural angle. And then eventually the upper back starts to round as well. And what I want you to think about in terms of what, what happens to the rest of our body as a consequence of that. So what happens is we start to get really chronically tight and congested on the front side of our body. So we're not ever opening up the tissues around the front of the shoulders, for example, and the front of the hips as much as we could. So they get shorter and shorter. And although they feel like they're tighter, they're actually getting, um, getting weaker as well from, from that underuse and shortening. And then everything that's on the back line of the body is lengthening. So it might feel like sometimes you come into a forward fold in your yoga practice and you're like, oh, great, I can touch my toes. I feel really um, long in the back body, but actually what that length is, is it's become a, a weakness, okay? So the muscles that are meant to be supporting the back of our spine, holding us upright, they suddenly are, are kind of lazy. So then the spine is naturally curling forwards, and then the brain starts to, re- to, to understand that this is our new normal position, Okay, so then everything that continues forward from that point of our resetting of the body like this is that this is our normal. The body doesn't try to get back to this position of balance. Okay, and that's the danger for the the spine and the core muscles around the spine, which we'll come on to look at in a moment or two. They're supporting the spine when they're strong and healthy and engaged well and at the right times and helping with the movements that they're supposed to be helping with they're really hugging the spine into position and they're taking the pressure off the ligaments that are in in between the vertebrae of the spine. And then they're also taking the pressure off the discs that sit in between the vertebrae of the spine. So when we're engaging and we're strong and healthy and upright in a good postured way, Everything is functioning well, okay? There's not this this pressure. But as soon as we start to find ourselves in this position, my chin really sticking forward, imagine the weight of your head on this, this vertebrae. It's a lot of pressure. When the lower back is weak or when other core muscles are weak, and we'll talk about what core is in a minute, When those muscles are weak and they're unable to support the spine, what happens is that the body is quite smart. It doesn't kind of give up. It it then recruits other tissues in the body to to stabilize. And it recruits ligaments that are not responsible. Uh, Their job isn't meant to be holding us upright with good posture. Okay. And it puts pressure on, on a muscle that's not strong enough for the job. And then worse still, it puts pressure on the ligaments. And the ligaments job is simply to hold the bones together, sure or stabilize. Okay. So it's quite a, an important point to remember. So I like to think about there being four aspects to spine health. Okay. Four aspects to spine health. So first one, And what I mean by this is how can we keep the spine healthy? So the first one for me is increasing flexibility of the spine. Um, So we're going to talk about the five different ways that the spine moves and making sure that we do those movements every single day so that we keep that range of motion and flexibility going. And then we want to be thinking about good posture. That links into the third aspect of spine health, which is core strength. So good core strength, first of all, or increasing our core strength for most of us, and then maintaining that good posture everything that I described to you before, when we're sitting and curling forward like this and everything is shorter, then when we come to stand up, it's not like that goes away. The body is going to be really smart about it and it's going to try and compensate for the fact that we we go forward. So oftentimes people will go to see a chiropractor or a physiotherapist or speak to their yoga teacher and they'll say, "Um, I've got a really sore back. And it's often linked in actually to tightnesses in the muscles around the hips and a weak core, weak core muscles, weak glutes as well. And then the fourth aspect of that spine health is body mechanics generally. So it's all really good and well if we continue to increase our flexibility, we increase our core strength, we think about good posture when we're in a yoga class or when we're at the gym working with our personal trainers or when we suddenly remind ourselves, okay, sit up straight at my desk because somebody nearby might remind you to. But if you're only doing that for one hour of your day, and then the rest of your day, you go back to this, when you're tired, then you're not really helping the cause. So we want to try to do all of those first three things, flexibility, strength, and think about balancing out front and back body, so that body mechanics generally becomes a, a natural place for us to be. We spend more time with a neutral spine, that natural S-shape of the curve, Um, So that it feels natural for us to actually just sit up. The more we naturally strengthen those areas, the easier this becomes. So let's come back a little bit with that. So we have this natural S-curve to the spine. And it's the most efficient way for our spine to be working. What that means is that we can move our body in all of the different directions that we want to. And there's force when it comes into the body, when we're running, when we're walking, dancing, whatever it might be. The force is evenly spread through all of the different points of the spine and then down towards the ground, towards the feet. Okay? there's the correct amount of shock absorbency between the the vertebrae. As soon as we change that natural S curve, we put more pressure on other parts of the spine, and other parts of the body are then affected. Okay, And I mentioned already, if different parts of the body are not working as they should, other parts of the body are recruited. So we want to be aiming to get back to that neutral spine all the way. So the way we can do that is through flexibility, which is the first thing I'm going to talk to you about. And then once we've got the range of motion from a flexibility point of view, we want to be thinking about how can we open up those areas on the front of the body chronically fatigued chronically tight and then working with core strength third if we go in to do core strength and we're really fatigued and tight on the front body we might end up doing more damage than we mean to so let's start with the first one increasing our flexibility so our spine moves in five directions we have got lateral movement or side bending so this is a really nice simple way you can do this standing while you're waiting for the kettle to boil in the morning. We've got rotation, which is sitting up tall and twisting. In a yoga practice, nearly every class is going to have some degree of lateral work and flexion. And then the other way that we move the spine is flexion and extension, the back bend of the spine, curling forward with the spine. Those are four of the five. So we've got the lateral movements, we've got the rotation, the twist, we've got extension and then we've got flexion where we're rounding the spine. And then the fourth one is um, what I call axial extension. So that would be an example when you're in uh, your downward facing dog, you're pushing the ground away with the hands and you're lengthening the spine by lifting up through the hips. It would also be when you're standing in a really nice to dasna, lengthening the spine as well. That's a good example of those. So we want to make sure that we're moving the spine every single day. That's going to give us a healthy spine as a basis. And then also the core muscles, which we'll look at in a moment, that are wrapped all around the spine, they're also going to have the right amount of mobility to then move on to the strength work. So people often think of the core as being this part of our body. When it comes to summertime, we're like, oh my God, I've got to get my core and my abs in place and get nice and strong. And we, we focus on the rectus abdominis mostly. And we want to try to think a bit deeper than that. So we've got the transverse abdominis, which is much, much deeper down to the pelvic floor and wraps around the whole of this front area. We've got the rectus abdominis, which is the sheath of. Of tissue up the front of the body which is our six pack and then we've also got the obliques so we've got internal and external so one set goes down like this and the other set wraps up and that's kind of the corset around the side of the waist okay so when we're coming into the side plank we're we're working side stomach and then we've also got along the length of the back of our spine the multifidus and we've got the erector spinae muscles and those muscles are literally responsible for keeping us upright And those weave in and out of the the transverse processes of the spine. So it's like shoelaces almost up and down the back of the spine. So we have that traditionally as the torso, the core muscles. But actually the core muscles go beyond that. So I want us to start to think about this. The diaphragm. So there's that movement of that muscle Um, up and down. and, And it's actually strengthening. When we make a pranayama practice, we're strengthening the diaphragm muscle. And the diaphragm muscle is really closely connected to the psoas. If we're tight in the front side of our body, if you can't expand and take a full breath, which has so many knock-on effects for the rest of our organ health and for everything going on in the body. You're never going to get that balance energetically inside, the clarity mentally either, as well as the physicality. So I want you to think about the diaphragm. We need to introduce some element of pranayama work to help to strengthen that. Pelvic floor muscles, again, a much bigger talk than today, but that's part of the core as well. So pelvic floor work, And then hip flexors, so psoas and iliacus, and then an element of one of the quad muscles there as well. And then the glutes. Glutes are the biggest muscle in the body. It's often one of the weakest muscles um, for so many of us. When we're sitting down a lot, those muscles really, really just get lazy and they don't fire up properly. Or what happens is one fires up and the other is inadequate. So the other side is taking the load for the lazy side. If the glutes are not working well, then that has a dangerous effect on our knees, our ankles, and stability all the way around the hip as well. So we want to be thinking about these muscles, transverse abdominus, rectus abdominus, side stomach muscles, obliques, multifidus, and then we've got the glutes, outer hip. We've got hip flexors, the muscles that draw the knees into the chest. And then we've also got pelvic floor much deeper down. And then we've got the diaphragm moving lungs up and down as well. Bigger picture than just simply the front of the body. So we want to be working all of those areas to create strength, to create what we call a strong core. So let's have a think about how we can do that in terms of each of those areas. So for getting into transverse abdominus, which is the one that we actually want to be focusing on first of all, It's often harder than we we think. It looks very, very easy, but a lot of us, when we come to do this, we're switching the muscle off and we're moving with psoas instead. So sometimes we need a reminder to come back to basics. So let me give you a little demonstration of a couple of simple exercises that are often overlooked because we want to go straight to the ones where we feel the burn. So lying on your back, you can take a hand underneath the lower back and you want to just find your, your transverse abdominus here in the, in the belly area. So you're going to put the pressure of the lower back into the hand. And then when you feel around this lower belly area, you'll feel that that muscle's engaged. Okay, so there's a, a feeling of it being switched on. And you want to do this exercise maintaining the pressure into the hand. So the easiest level or the starting point would be keeping the pressure in the hand And just slowly keeping one foot on the floor, lifting the other leg up to about a 90-degree angle, and then bringing the toe or the heel down lightly to touch the ground, keeping the pressure in the hand, and then moving up and down. And now actually lifting up is fairly easy to do, but the going down is often when people start to release Uh, their feeling of control there, okay? So you lose the same amount of pressure on the hand. So you would do equal sides on both legs and you can keep your fingers under your lower back to make sure the pressure is steady. And you can keep your fingers on the transverse abdominus area as well to make sure that it still stays tight. What we want to imagine is that the transverse abdominus is the deeper layer of the core and it's wrapping in around the spine. And ultimately when we're strong in all of these core muscles that I'm gonna work through now, those muscles are hugging the spine. OK, so they're, they're hugging and stabilizing the spine, which then enables the movement of the spine in each of those directions that we talked about before in a healthy movement plane. So that's working with um, the deeper transverse abdominis muscles. And then I'm going to come into a plank and that's going to be getting into rectus abdominis, transverse abdominis, and a whole lot of other things. But I'm going to focus on core right now. So my shoulders are above my wrists and I'm pushing the ground away with my hands. I'm pushing away with my heels so my legs are strong, my quads are engaged and I'm lifting up through the back of my legs and my adductor muscles are squeezing towards each other. And actually a really nice exercise, if you put a block in between, it's really nice information to remind you that your legs are meant to be strong as well. And you're pushing the ground away and just lifting up a little bit in the upper back and then that's really stabilizing the back of the body, the front of the body, and the side waist as well as the legs. So that's a really nice way of doing it. And actually, when you engage the legs as well as the core, you are spreading the effort between the muscles. So the body's working together, which makes it even more of a stability job, Okay, which is fantastic. And then getting into the side waist, for me, the easiest one that I of is coming into a side plank. So coming into a side plank on your forearm keeping the hips up, plank on your hand. If your wrists are a bit sensitive, forearm plank is a really nice option. The back of the body, my favorite is working with blocks. I'll rest the arms on the blocks, thinking locust pose. I'm pushing into the top of the feet and I'm lifting up the core and the chest and I'm looking down and then I'm eventually lifting up my feet as well. And I'm I'm lifting upward, so it requires a lot more strength. It's not a very dramatic back bend, it's not intended to be, but it, it strengthens through the entire back line of the body. I've got the blocks there as a reference. I can make it more challenging for myself by turning the blocks to a different height. You can do it with the hands in a cactus position or simply next to the chest if you prefer. Those of you who've practiced in class with me a little bit, you'll realize that often... I skip um, baby cobras or cobras or up dogs and I'll swap them and substitute them sometimes for that shape. And it's just to offer a diversity in terms of how I can strengthen the back of the core. Something I've been introducing a lot lately is instead of coming into that uh, from forward fold to halfway lift, I'm getting people to come up a bit higher now letting the back of their spine strengthen, and I'm drawing the chin in towards the the back of the neck, so I'm strengthening through the the neck, deep neck flexors there as well. There's an awful lot of forward folds in a sun salutation versus back bends. so I try to use the opportunity to strengthen the back as much as I can. So just from those simple exercises, we've got into the deeper layers of the core, we've got into side stomach, We've got into the back of the spine as well. Now you'll remember I mentioned earlier the good posture, the anterior tilt. So if we have that anterior tilt already, if we have tight psoas, we have tight muscles in the front of the chest and then we try to come into some of those shapes that I've shown you, it's going to be really hard to balance that out. So we want to try to stretch those areas out a little bit first. So we're trying to open those chronically tight areas and then come into our strength work. We want to be trying to think about having those flexibility movements for the spine every day in our practice, whether it's in our yoga practice or just our general, we wake up in the morning and we make sure we've done some movement in the spine. Hydration is really key for the spine as well. And then we want to be thinking in all of our movement practices, how can I incorporate shapes that will strengthen the front, strengthen the side, strengthen the back, and then thinking about how we can engage the glutes and how we can strengthen SOAS, okay as well and then that gives us a really nice stable area here to support the spine fully and we can take the pressure off the the ligaments so our goal is really balance between front and back side of the body so finding the ability to balance out length in the front body length in the back body so that we naturally feel better sitting upright and it becomes our default position. I hope that that's helpful. Thank you for listening, everybody. Bye, guys.